Today is the Feast of Christ the King. It is also the 21st Sunday after Pentecost, and there will be a proper last gospel from that Mass today. The epistle for the Mass today is taken from the Epistle of St. Paul to the Colossians, chapter 1. Brethren, we give thanks to God the Father, who hath made us worthy to be partakers of the lot of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness, and hath translated us into the kingdom of the Son of his love, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the remission of sins, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. For in him were all things created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominations or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and in him, and he is before all, and by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may hold the primacy. Because in him it hath well pleased the Father, that all fullness should dwell, and through him to reconcile all things unto himself, making peace through the blood of his cross, both as to the things that are on the earth and the things that are in heaven, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And the Holy Gospel is taken from the Gospel of St. John, the 18th chapter. At that time, Pilate said to Jesus, Art thou the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Sayest thou this thing of thyself, or have others told it thee of me? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Thy own nation and the chief priests have delivered thee up to me. What hast thou done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would certainly strive that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now my kingdom is not from hence. Pilate therefore said to him, Art thou a king then? Jesus answered, Thou sayest that I am a king. For this was I born, and for this came I into the world, that I should give testimony to the truth. Every one that is of the truth heareth my voice. Thus far the words of the Holy Gospel. We beseech thee, O Lord, that we who glory to fight under the standard of Christ the King may forever reign with him on the heavenly throne. These words are taken from the post-communion for the Mass today. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, amen. During the First World War, an incident occurred that I would like to share with you this morning. It happened in what is called no man's land, and that is the portion of land on the battlefield between two opposing armies. And it happened in the middle of a battle. Bombshells were exploding everywhere, and one of them wounded an Italian officer. As he laid upon the ground in an agony, he called to one of his men, a young soldier. He gave the boy a few keepsakes to give to his family, and then he told him to run to safety. 
but the young soldier would not leave his fallen leader. Instead, he tried to carry the wounded officer from the field of battle to a place of safety. Now, some other soldiers saw what was going on as they watched from the trenches, and realizing the pointlessness of trying to carry the wounded officer off the field, they called out to the young soldier to take cover and to save himself. But the young soldier would not abandon his fallen friend. He would not give up. At that moment, a strange sound was heard in the distance. It was the sound of a horn, a vehicle horn. It was the car of the king leaving the battle zone. Everyone naturally thought that the king was in the car as it left, and so the discouraging rumor began to spread that the king had left the field. The young soldier continued to struggle to save the life of the officer, but it was too late. The officer died in his arms. Filled with grief, the soldier fell upon the body of his comrade, and as he did this, he cried out in desperation, All is lost. Even the king has left the battlefield. These words had hardly crossed his lips when he felt a hand on his shoulder. And with the hand, he heard a gentle and reassuring voice. It said, My dear boy, the car has gone, but the king is still with you. It was the hand and the voice of the soldier's king. My dear friends, today we celebrate one of the most glorious feast days on the church's calendar, the Feast of Our King. The feast day was instituted by Pope Pius XI in 1925, and he established it to proclaim to the world that Christ is not only the King of Heaven, but that he is really and truly the King of all men and all nations. And in doing this, the Pope sought to affirm the kingship of Christ in the face of a world that was more and more rejecting him. And thus, in his encyclical letter, Quas Primas, Pius XI wrote, While nations insult the beloved name of our Redeemer by suppressing all mention of it, we must all the more loudly proclaim his kingly dignity and power. If nations, my dear friends, were insulting the name of our Redeemer in 1925 by silencing it, as Pius XI said they were, they have completely turned their backs on him today. They have rejected his kingship and they have dethroned him in this world. The hierarchy of the new church in promoting false ecumenism, that one religion is just as good as another. The new church has taken Christ and has made him nothing more than a mere God among other gods. In the practical order, they have taken him and they have put him on the same level as demons worshipped by the pagan religions. 
And in society today, modern man has raised his fist to God's face by his attempt to establish a new world order, a world without Christ and a people against him. Today's political and religious leaders, as well as persons of wealth, worldly power, and influence, they are continuing the revolution against God, which finds its origin in Freemasonry and the secret societies of the 18th and 19th centuries. Only today, the agenda to overthrow our Lord is not so secret. What used to be subtle and disguised is now freely spoken of and even boasted about by the so-called elite of this world. They are in open war with Christ. They hate the holy sacrifice of the Mass and the sacraments. They despise Catholic doctrine. They detest Catholic morality. They are repulsed by prayer, and they have a special disgust for Our Lady's Rosary. And anyone who recognizes our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, as king, that person is their enemy, too. We, then, are enemies of the world, for Christ is our king. And as he told us, the world will hate us. If the world hate you, he said, know that it hath hated me before you. As we look around at the state of the world, my dear friends, and we see the efforts of these godless men to overthrow Christ, it seems at times that the enemy is winning. And this can be discouraging. Hearing the cries of hatred against Christ, his church, his code of morality, whether explicitly or implicitly, Witnessing the blatant attacks against the Catholic faith and morality today, these things might tempt some to lose heart and to grow somewhat fearful of what perhaps lies ahead in the future. We may feel desperate, like that young soldier who watched his officer die in his arms, seeing so many take up the cause of the world, and so many others defecting from Christ. It might even seem at times like our king has left the field. And that is precisely what our enemies want us to think. But nothing, my dear friends, is further from the truth. In spite of all appearances, Our king is still with us. He hasn't left the field. He's not out of the fight. He is right there with us. And time and again, he has triumphed over his enemies. He has crushed heresy. He has overthrown the persecutors of the church over and over again. He has been victorious in every age, and he will be victorious today. While the world wages war against Christ and his faithful then, 
Let us press on with confidence and with courage. And as Pope Pius XI said, all the more loudly proclaim his kingly dignity and power. And let us do this by striving to live as true soldiers of Christ the King. Let us show our strength, our courage, and our honor, endeavoring always to live in the state of grace, avoiding the occasions of sin, going to confession often, and receiving Holy Communion frequently. Let us be devoted to the Sacred Heart, making the communion of reparation on the first Fridays, even if it entails much sacrifice on our part to do so. And let us stay close to the Blessed Virgin Mary, our Mother and our Queen, wear her brown scapular, and take up her Holy Rosary every day. You know, the rosary is one of the most powerful weapons in this spiritual combat. And our enemies are afraid of it. The devil, yes. But even our enemies in this world, they fear the rosary. Keep it close to you always. The world may ridicule us for our practice of the one true faith. It may mock us for our Catholic morals. It may despise and even persecute us. But if we stand with Christ, it will never defeat us. For our King is with us, and he is with us to the end. May it ever be our glory to fight under the standard of Christ the King on this earth, so that as we pray, as we will pray in the post-communion for the Mass today, so that we might reign with him on the heavenly throne for all eternity. God bless you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.